Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Here for you, Preds fans. We are here for you tonight on the Catfish and Ice podcast as we are back for another episode. Been away for a little bit. We've been away for a week. We're back for a new episode. This is Chad Mitt, your host, with co-host Rich Howe. Thank you for joining us, everybody, tonight. We are here for you. We know that we are going through some uncertainty right now when it comes to the Preds. This is our rough patch of the season, folks. We got to go through this together. Isn't that right, Rich? Man, I got to tell you, I am, um, I am a little disappointed right now. I well, am, I am one of those, I am one of those people that you were just talking about. I am um, a little down in the dumps about what's happening right now, to tell you the truth. So, hopefully, we're gonna have some good conversation, and you can help me get out of that. So. All right. Well, we are here for you, is all I can say right now. I'm and one yes, of those people. Yeah. The last time we left our awesome listeners was last week before I went to Florida. Yep. And how did we end that episode, Rich? I actually went back and listened to it. We said, let's hope things get better before we come back. Things did not get Things better. did not, but it was only one game. These breaks between these games, Rich, are driving me just as crazy as the losses themselves. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I agree. I agree. I mean, I don't think it's good. It's because bad. We I don't to, know. We, we have to sit around and sulk over these losses for like two or three days at a time. It's like there's no opportunity to just get back out there and make up for it. And I know the players are feeling the same way. There's no um yeah there's no news in between there or anything so you're just like what's gonna happen next game are they gonna do better are they gonna do worse are they gonna win lose whatever it's just yeah i don't i don't know who made this section of the schedule but well they didn't do a good job i think a problem with it is the preds had so many games in hand and we talked about it rich we were like look the preds have all these extra games it's gonna eventually even out that's what we're seeing but that's what's driving me crazy way more than – I mean, the losses are obviously horrible. But yep. you don't have the opportunity to get back out there and make up for it. You have no. to sit around for two or three days at a time. No. And then you throw the all-star break in there as well, which which is – the Preds have – basically since the all-star break, the Preds have looked like a completely different team. Absolutely. Um Nothing like what they look like before. Uh, I don't even. I don't even know what. I got nothing to explain what's happening. It's it's insane. Well, it's we're gonna insane. give you, pl- Rich. We're gonna give you time during this episode to come up with some words for what's going on. All right, because you're gonna have to get in on this. But uh, this is episode 107 of Catfish on Ice <laughs> with Chad Minton and Rich Howe, brought to you by DraftKings and part of the Hockey Podcast Network. 
We will have our buddy Kyle Perkins joining us later in the episode to do Perks Picks and get in on some of our later topics in this episode. This is what we got in store for you tonight. Our opening face-off with all of the turmoil and the downward trend that the Preds are on right now. It is still a very important week for this franchise. An historical week for this franchise. Because not only not to be outdone by the stadium series, Pecorine is getting his jersey retired this week. It is happening this Thursday as the Preds play the Dallas Stars. We're already seeing all the tributes come out. We've already seen Pecorine arrive at the Nashville International Airport with that infectious smile that he has. I think we've all seen the pics. Can I just say right now that some of the pics I'm seeing of Pecorine, it looks like he went back 10 years. Like he looks like he's in his mid twenties. Like That's, the aging, the aging process is not catching up to Pecorine at all. He doesn't have that pressure on him anymore. All, all he has to do now is take care of his kiddo. So he looks no so happy. He looks so happy. Yeah. He looks so. He's just such a genuine soul. He's just so perfect in every yeah. way. I know we all have flaws. Obviously, he's not perfect, but yeah. like he's as close as perfect as you can get. He's pretty close and. I'm just having my fingers crossed that everything goes smoothly with the ceremony. And when you see when you see that when you see that jersey get lifted to those Bridgestone Arena rafters, it's going to be truly historical. We're always going to remember it as Predators fans. So that obviously makes this week historical. Yep. And then the Preds are going to host their first ever outdoor game on Saturday against the Tampa Bay Lightning at Nissan Stadium. We've already seen renderings of what the stadium's going to look like. Did you see it, Rich? Nice. I did. Yeah. <laughs> it looks really awesome. It was amazing. And they did. Uh, we talked about it last time. Uh, they actually did drive that semi down Broadway. They showed some pictures that they had the uh, the rink in it. They actually did drive that right down the middle of Broadway. So um, kudos mm-hmm. to that driver, man, for yeah, right. nav- navigating that road. So exactly. Yeah. Cause that's, yeah. No, that's very cool. tight, very tight knit quarters. Very tight. Going uh, through I, absolutely. But yeah, As those pictures, knows. those pictures look amazing. Uh, uh, it's, I don't, I don't even know. It, it looks like huge, the area, but. the area around the ice. So what would mm-hmm. normally be the rest of the football field? So, cause an ice rink is obviously way smaller than an NFL football field. And yeah. so you've got all that extra space around the stadium seating whenever you do these outdoor games. And mm-hmm. that's what stood out to me in that rendering of the uh, what the stadium series game is going to look like on Saturday. If it yep. looks even halfway what, what that rendering looks like, it's going to be an amazing yep. spectacle for the TV audience and obviously for the people that are there in person. I've already seen mm-hmm. a lot of Predators fans who said they're going to be there. I will not be there, unfortunately. But mm-hmm. you know what? I will be right down the road from it. <laughs> I, I did not get tickets to the game, unfortunately, but uh, it's yeah. okay. We'll, we're still going to cover it. We're still going to watch it. We're still going to be oh, all absolutely. in tune for it. So, yeah, it. A, a big historical week for the National would not, Predators. Would not miss that game for anything. That's for sure. That's going to be this Saturday. So we got yep. one more episode before that. But it's going to be this Saturday at – 6.30 like, local time. Yep, yep. 
I think there's some pregame stuff going on. Yeah. Before that, but yeah, definitely. Oh yeah, um, it'll be a party. Nashville always huge. throws a party. They know how to do it. Yep. They're doing a concert down there as well, right? Yeah. In the park. Oh yeah. So definitely. there's a huge bunch of people down there. Yeah, for you got a. I, I think if I saw it correctly, you've got Miranda Lambert. Oh wow. Yeah. Is going to be part of the festivities, and then you've also got. Let's pull it up real quick. Definitely Miranda Lambert. I saw her is one of the. Uh... Yeah. Um, I think they said they're doing <clears throat> like a concert. Is it the park? Is it called Winter Park? Winter Park? Is that the um, one? You talking about the plaza? The Bridgestone Arena Plaza? Or? No, I don't know. They said there's like some concerts going on in, in, in a, the park down there. I don't know if it's the park. What's the park where the Parthenon is? What's that called? Oh, that's uh, Centennial Park. Okay, is there another one called Winter Park? I don't know about the winter. You got a Cinde okay. Amphitheater. You've got Riverfront Park, which yeah, is maybe it's right that. around, right around the. But yeah, it's. Uh, um, anyway, they're supposed to be having know, a concert down there as well on the day of. So, but yeah, it's Miranda. Yeah, it's Miranda Lambert and Dirk Bentley. I couldn't remember who the uh, male artist was, but Dirk Bentley and Miranda Lambert will be the headliners playing wow. during the first intermission, first period intermission. Very cool. So that yeah, that was announced a little bit ago, like a while ago. Like not, I mean, a few weeks ago. Uh, but yeah, I don't know about the park thing you're talking about. What well, I'll have to look I'll into that. I'm find it. Yeah, if you remember where you saw that from, but Miranda Lambert and Dirk Bentley. I mean, those are like two major uh, stars to headline uh, the music festivities. You know that Nashville always oh, knows yeah. how to throw a party. So <laughs> yeah, that's never okay. a question. It's the Walk of Fame Park that's right by Bridgestone. Yeah, so yeah, the little yeah, it's like yeah. A, there's a little park that's yeah, right that, outside Bridgestone. Right, it's yes. like a plaza. They kind of call it a plaza, yes. but it's kind of like it's 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 a beautiful part of the city. Yeah, they're supposed to be doing mu- mu- like bands and stuff down there too. Yeah, so. and that was kind of like if if anyone remembers during 2017 the playoff run to the Stanley Cup, they were having watch parties out there. Mm-hmm. Where it was very, it was free to the public. They had a big screen set up, like a projector screen set up out there. Yep. And I remember playing his day, walking out there and being able to watch the game in this plaza. So if you've <laughs> never been there and you're going to the stadium series this week, you're going to see that that area is just perfect for outdoor festivities. And that's what Nashville is going to do for yep. the stadium series game. And of course, to the Tampa Bay Lightning fans as well. If we got any Tampa Bay Lightning fans listening tonight or watching right now, it's going to be set up for you to have a great time as well. Like, it's going to be awesome. Yep. And then, of course, Rich, NHL trade rumor season is upon us. They are heating up like crazy. There are so many rumors out there. This is one of my favorite times of year. I say this all the time. One of my favorite times of year, besides the obvious playoffs, is. Mm -hmm these trade rumors and which player is going to go where and is this team ready to go all in is this team going to be full-on sellers and what's really hard as a, as a predators fan right now is we don't know what we are no i knew what we are were before the break but not now i have no clue i mean no clue at all we really don't know what we are but we're really focusing on these trade rumors that are flowing through the NHL. We're following all the insiders. We're seeing 
what people think is going to happen. How do the Predators fit in in that, of course? And also, what kind of trade packages would you be willing to offer for some of these players? We're going to get back into that. We've been talking about it in previous episodes. We're going to keep focusing on it because it's a big deal. And honestly, I don't even think David Poyle knows what he's going to do if he's sitting here nope. right now. No. And that's what makes it really fun to speculate about. So we will get into that. Kyle Perkins will be joining us by that point. So he'll give us his point on that. And we're going to bring back the Preds confidence meter. We've got four oh, new yeah. questions. Four new questions for the Preds confidence meter tonight. Mm, they're tough. We're going to rate our confidence from one to 10, 10 being we're most confident on these certain questions that we're going to ask you or ask ourselves when it comes to the Predators. Some really tough ones tonight. Some ones that I really had to th- I had to think really hard about all four of them. They're good ones. I will say and that. And we will end the episode with the Preds lineup. And it really fits into how are we going to fix this team? Is it we've we've always preached that the Preds do not need to shake the lineup up. Go with what's that's been our motto this year, right, Rich? Mm-hmm. Is, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Don't Definitely, up, always. Don't shake things up. Keep it the way it's going. Everything's working. But we're in troubled times right now, and so we have to at least start entertaining moving a player or two around the starting lineup. So that's how we'll end the episode. Yep. Yep. Changes might be coming, so. Yep. All right. First Mm -hmm. off, I am very happy to be back here in Nashville. Went down to – the Tampa St. Pete area, St. Petersburg, Florida. That is where I'm moving this summer. So I uh, I went down there to scope out new homes and got a feel for the land. I joked around on the podcast channel <laughs> saying uh, that I'm doing a recon on the Tampa Bay Lightning. And quite frankly, not even lying here. I did not see one Tampa Bay Lightning jersey in the entire town. Really? Now St. Pete is is like thirty minutes across the bridge from Tampa. That's probably but I can promise you that everyone in St. Pete is probably Tampa Bay Lightning's fan fans. But I, I will say I was a little surprised by that. But I did go to the world famous Ferg's Sports Bar, which if you're ever in St. Pete, <laughs> you need to go to Ferg's Sports Bar. Because it is literally the largest sports bar I've ever seen in my life. And I'm not even exaggerating. It's so easy to get lost in this place. There are multiple indoor and outdoor seating areas. There's at least five or six different bars. There's TVs galore. The drinks are very reasonably priced. The food is outstanding also. And that's where I went to watch the Preds play the Carolina Hurricanes on Friday Night Rich. Ugh. I saw the pictures of that place. It was massive. It was, yeah. And Never they have like they that. have an outdoor area you can you, where you can you don't even have to really go completely into the place. You can sit on the sidewalk and enjoy your wow. meal. And that's how most of the places are in St. Pete because year round the weather is pretty perfect and spectacular. You very rarely need a sweatshirt or a jacket when you're down there. Um, did anybody give you any grief when you asked? Nah. To put the- no grief. Game on. That's no good. grief whatsoever. I don't think they see us as a threat, Rich. That's true. Well, yeah, that's true. I think that's, that's what it comes true. down to. Well, people that live around a beach, though, they're usually pretty oh, yeah. laid back anyway, sort of. Oh, so. the vibes were so positive. I mean, everyone was just like happy that the sun's out and 
having fun. Everyone's got their dogs out. Uh, it was like low 80s and no humidity. Wow. And uh, I remember pulling out my weather app just to see what was going on back home. And it was like 30 <laughs> degree, thirty degrees and cold rain. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm very happy to be in Florida right now. <laughs> yep. But, but uh, when the summer rolls around and it's 106 oh, yeah. or 7, that's what I don't like. So that, yeah, I, it, I don't do the heat very well. But that's the problem with Tennessee, though, Rich. I don't know how it gets up in your way in Kentucky, but even in middle Tennessee – you still get like the the ninety degree temps where everything is sticky, and as yeah, soon as humid. you walk it, as soon as you walk outside, your clothes are just like drenched, and it's just like That's I mean, I, I, if I got to deal with those temperatures, I'd rather be near a beach. So that's true. Yeah, but here's a Rich. Here's a sign that you're getting old. Just just to throw <laughs> this out there for everybody, I went down there primarily to find a new figure out where I'm moving and stuff. And I did end up finding a place that I'm going to be moving to. And this is a sign, Rich, that you're getting old. One of the top selling points for this new place I'm moving to is there's a Publix right across the street that I can walk to. (laughs) Got to go to the grocery store. That was my selling. I mean, Rich, I am getting old because that was a Are you moving to the retirement community? Unfortunately, I'm a little ways away from retiring. I, I, I'm not quite there just yet. But uh, yeah, that was a big. I'm like, I can do my grocery shopping. I walk right across the street and just walk. You can get yeah. you one of those little carts and take nah. go put all your groceries in the cart. <laughs> I haven't reached that part yet, Rich. I'm not. I I, I'm a little. I'm a little ways away from retiring. I got a little bit ways to go. go. But uh, but go. yeah. So that, that was awesome. a selling. That was a selling point for me. So. Uh, that Tampa really was fun. Cool. St. Pete was fun. It's it's a gorgeous part of Florida. So I really do um, really encourage everyone who's looking for the next vacation idea destination, go down there. The people are wonderful. They're really nice. A lot to do. A lot of fun. Everyone go down there. So are you are you gonna move, are you gonna like gonna live on the beach or near? I'm it? gonna like- be no. I'm gonna be about thirty minutes from the beach. Okay. 25 30 minutes in a drive yeah i'm not gonna be now i'm gonna be within walking distance to the coast but i'm not gonna be within walking distance to a beach yeah if that makes sense it does so uh, yeah that's cool though all right so let's get into this episode this is episode 107 of catfish on ice with chad minton and rich howe thanks everyone for joining us on the podcast we really appreciate it and love all of you and can't thank you enough for supporting the podcast here Let's go ahead and get into this historical week ahead. Rich, what is your what is your biggest memory of, of Pecorine and just like I mean, what what is like what does he really put it into words? What he's really meant to this franchise and the city? Um, everything, um, everything. That's a good I word mean, to use. I mean, really. I mean, like the Predators would not be where they are without him. I know I say that a lot, but. Um, like you said in the opening, just like the coolest guy on the planet. It seems like um, laid back, happy, always nice. Um, there's nobody who deserves what the, the accolades that he's going to get by having his jersey retired any more than him. Um, just he's my favorite player. He always has been. The very first jersey I ever bought was a Pecorino jersey. Um, I have a puck, autographed puck that I got from fans. Um, that's a Christmas gift. Um, got a, a the um, 
pop figure, Pecorine, little thing, all that stuff. Just, just awesome. I, I really miss him a lot. And probably the biggest memory that I have is probably the watching the goalie goal. Um, I remember mm-hmm. watching that game and how awesome that was for him. So just but isn't miss it, him a lot. Do you gotta that. say do you gotta say that you're uh, at least a little thankful that he went out the way he did though? I mean, like I am. I mean, like you, you look at Mark Andre Fleury. Yes. Yeah. Would I would it would kill me to see him number one wearing another jersey, number two being um just hammered like Flurry is. I mean, so that's kind of what I'm that's kind of what I'm getting at. Let's say that he decided that he was going to come back for another season, he was playing this season. Um, for one, I mean, you got to think maybe he would be getting more, he would probably get be getting more starts than David Riddick is right now. But I would say either so. either way, you know, like it would be it, it it could potentially mess up his legacy a little bit. Let's say he he he's just struggling, or maybe he could slow down UC Saros's development because he's having to wow. split more starts with Pecorine. I think as much as it's we do miss him, he went out at the perfect time. Yeah, I mean definitely. Him. And he couldn't have – and the, the very last game he played in, I mean, that couldn't have been any better. Exactly. So, he, you know, he, he obviously didn't win a Stanley Cup, but he went out um, on top with a standing ovation from the crowd who at the time were witnessing his last game but probably didn't know that. So, um, yeah, that, that, was another, that was another really good memory uh, was that yep. last game. So, yeah. We, we've, we, ta- we had talked about it before about how – it was pretty emotional just seeing how much everybody loves him. So, so that's good. He's going to be the first player's jersey to ever get retired in the 23 year history now of yep. the Predators. And I mean, his his career numbers, and you just mentioned it. The only thing he doesn't have is a Stanley Cup. His career numbers yep. are all time great, top 20 in most major all time categories for goaltenders. Yep. And so, that's Hall of Fame worthy. The only thing he's missing is that Stanley Cup, right? And we've yeah. we've argued about it. We've talked about yeah. it. Um, we I, we would probably all be labeled as biased as Predators fans, but it's it's the Stanley Cup is still a team award, right. and even though the goaltender is much gets a lot of the accolades when a team wins a Stanley Cup, and normally a team doesn't win a Stanley Cup unless they have a great goaltender. I understand mm-hmm. that. But it, I, I hate the, to think that that's going to be the only reason that Pecorine doesn't make the Hall of Fame is because he doesn't have a Stanley Cup. Yeah. And so, I mean. I mean, we've, we've, we did a whole episode talking about goaltenders – that were on a top, some kind of top 10 list or whatever. And some of those guys who are going to be in the hall of fame, I mean, you take, um, Henrik Lundqvist, Henry Lundqvist does not have Stanley cup. He's the he's big that, one. He's, he's the big one to compare to Pecorino, but that's yeah. the one that you compare. That's the one you're looking at right there. Cause if you're going to set that precedent to let him yep. in when he's, yep. when Pecorino's numbers are right up there with, with his, Yep. But guess what, Rich? Unfortunately, it's not fair, but Henrik Lundqvist played for the New York market. That's true. You're and unfortunately, right. that does and play a role. 
And another one um, who I would say is probably going to make it into the Hall of Fame eventually is going to be Tukarask, just retired. He's only got one Stanley Cup, and the year they won it, he was a backup. So, yeah. Does that, you know, but it, once yeah, again, I, that's I think it matters. I think original six team, uh, <laughs> big market. Unfortunately, it's kind of what it looks like to me. So, I don't know. I don't know. I agree. Um, so, Not yeah. Fair, so, another thing about Pecorine, though, and this is really what I want to focus on tonight. It goes above all the stats that are on the ice. And that's what Pecorine did for the national community. I oh, live man. in this community. I love this community. And when there's, there's, I really can't say that there's ever been a professional athlete in this uh, community that's ever impacted it the way Pecorine has. Yeah. And that goes yeah, beyond what he did on, on, on the ice. I'm talking about what mm-hmm. he did off the ice and using his platform, using the, uh, the powers that be with his platform to do mm-hmm. good for the community. And um, I'm sure a lot of fans know about this, but in 2012, 2013, Pecorine, along with Shea Weber, created mm-hmm. the 365 Pediatric Cancer Fund, which benef- which helps the Vanderbilt – is it the Vanderbilt Children's Hospital? I'm pretty sure it is, yeah. Yes, and it's it's in association with the Nashville Predators Foundation, which does so much great work and so much charitable contributions yep. to to the cancer research fund. And just his last season in 2020, in 2021 with the Preds, donated 365 helped raise 365 thousand dollar fund in donations to yep. that cancer fund. Yep, and still involved with it. Along with Shea Weber. <laughs> yes. So just before yeah. Rene's retirement last season, Pecorine got the trophy that, man, he really deserved. And it was so perfect that it happened right before he retired. The King Clancy Memorial Trophy, which is awarded every year to the humanitarian player, both on and off the ice. Yep. Well deserved for the for that one. Surprised he didn't win it before then, truthfully. Yeah. So, so I know he was, uh, I know he was nominated for it quite a bit, but good to see him get that definitely. To so. put it into context, though, this Thursday against the Dallas Stars, this ceremony is going to be very emotional, and it's going to be there's going to be a lot of diehard Preds fans who aren't going to be faking their tears; they're going to literally be crying. No, because yeah. he has touched people in ways more so than just hockey. Yeah, and it's very yeah. hard for a professional athlete to do that, mm-hmm. like because fans are very, they're very demanding. They expect <laughs> results, and I can promise you that these these fans who care so much about Pecorine, yeah, they they love him because of all the things he did on the ice, but they love him more for all the things he's done off the ice and the genuine great yep. person that he is. So, absolutely. We will be um, doing a live episode on Thursday for this. So, uh, are you ready for that, Rich? It'll be, I don't know, maybe. We'll see. It'll yeah. be tough, that's for sure. I know the ceremonies, I think it's scheduled to go for an hour. It starts at 6 o'clock your time. Um, puck drops like at 7.30 for the game, Central Time. So, 
Yeah, I think they got a lot of cool stuff uh, playing. I know Shea Weber's coming back, and I'm sure they're going to have, you know, tons of people that we haven't heard about. So mm-hmm. it's going to be awesome. And so then, cool. just two days later, the Preds are going to play in the Stadium Series against the Tampa Bay Lightning. Their first mm. ever hosted outdoor game. So what a week the Preds have ahead of them. And let's just hope, Rich, I know this is asking for a lot here, but somehow they're going to have to beat the Florida Panthers so that they can be on those winning ways and they have those positive flows going wow. going into Thursday. But Man. we picked the, pick the worst team to go up against in this losing streak, the Florida Panthers. I mean, a buzzsaw of a team. I'm going to be honest. They picked poorly all three of the teams for all the th- the games coming up. I mean, Dallas uh, on the night. Picker. <laughs> I don't know, man. I got something to say about that Dallas game, but I'll save it for later. That's cool. I just, you know how Dallas is. So, um, they need to be up for that game. Out of all of them, I obviously want to see them do well in the stadium series game, but I really, really want them to win Thursday night. So, I know it's a bigger yes. a bigger audience on Saturday. There's going to be a lot more people watching and, mm-hmm. and whatnot, but um, you got to win. I get what you're saying. The night they hang Pecorino's jersey, well, you, got, you got to win that game. And it's also against a division team that likely but, you're going to be battling head-to-head with for a wild spot at this point. Yeah, who you just lost to and who is only like four points behind you at the moment. So, yeah, you need yeah. to get, get the job done. That's for sure. But, yeah, so the Preds play the Florida Panthers on Tuesday night. And uh, you're talking about a team that's 35-10-5 on the season, the Florida Panthers. A team that's just loaded with scores, with great goaltending. I mean, they're just like – Yeah. They're, they're easily – they're the Colorado Avalanche of the East. That's they what I'm going to call them. That's what I'm going to call them right now. Uh, you're right. So I was looking at some stats. So they haven't lost. They've only lost like three or four games in January and February. Um, Jonathan well, they've Huberto all, has seven they've also points. They've also only played three games since the All-Star break. That's true. That is but true. But they beat, they beat Carolina 3-2. to two. They beat Minnesota 6-2. to two, And mm-hmm. then they just beat Chicago 5-2. to two. So if my math's correct, they have outscored their opponents 14-6 to six yeah. over their last three games. And I mean, yep. they've got impressive wins. They beat Columbus eight to four to close out January. They are piling up the goals. They beat San Jose five to four. They beat Vegas four to one. They beat Winnipeg five to three. I mean, they are just scoring like crazy. They shut out Edmonton mm-hmm. in January six to nothing. That's that's huge. They beat Dallas seven to one in yep. January. They beat Columbus nine, yes, nine to two. I remember that one. They beat Calgary, a very a team that's just buzzing through everybody right now. They beat Calgary in early January six to two. This team is putting up five, six, seven goals regularly. Yep. And like you said about um, goaltending, I remember last season um, Sergey Bobrovsky was struggling like. There was talks about what did we do? Why did we get this guy? He's making yeah. a whole crap ton of money. Um, what's going on? Well, he's definitely turned his game around. That's for sure because he is. <laughs> yeah, uh, 
playing really well. His, his numbers, numbers are actually – do what? What would you say? Well, here's the thing. Okay, his numbers are good when you look at his record, but yep. they're not any better than UC Soros is, and he's getting, he's getting ridiculous goal support. I just listed off That's the it. goal support that he's getting. He is a good goaltender. Don't get me wrong. He is. I mean, he – this is a goaltender that's not going to give up soft goals. So the Preds yeah. are going to have to work for it here. Yeah. But, uh, man, I, I'm just. They're going to have norm- to work for it. In normally, front of him. <laughs> normally I am. Normally I am so optimistic on this show when it comes to yeah. thinking the pre, but I don't feel good about Tuesday night at all. Rich. I, I don't. Well, yeah, I don't either. I, I really don't. Um, before the break the way they were playing, if they were still like that, I would feel really good about it, but I don't have very much confidence right now in anything that they're doing. So I don't know what's going on, but it's, uh, it's insane. Like there's no other word to describe it. The Panthers are the number one team in the league in goals for per game. Here's what we'll throw. Here's what we'll throw you off a little bit though. Here, the Panthers are very average on the power play, they're just fifteenth. Oh, yeah, that's a little surprising. And they're also middle of the road average in goals against per game. They give up their fifteenth in the league in goals against. So they give up a lot. They give up a decent amount of goals. They're just when you're putting up five, six, sometimes seven, eight goals in a game. Who cares how bad your defense is? Who cares? If your goaltending is a little shaky. (laughs) It doesn't matter. Yeah, if you can put up those kind of numbers, that's for sure. The Preds have to figure out a way to, I don't know, like keep – I mean, it it, it seems like an impossible task to ask for the Preds to hold the Panthers under four goals. That's what I'm thinking right now. And I don't have a ton of confidence in the Predators scoring more than three goals. So that's kind of why this game, I just don't have hardly any confidence at all yeah. that they're going to be able to win this game. Well, what's funny about when you look at, at the goals, um, the highest, the person with the highest goals has 23. No, so they the spread out them, the scoring. It's all spread out. So it's a little misleading, you know, because you, you think, you know, they're getting all these goals. But yeah, it's totally spread out over, I mean, They've got ten players in in double digits. So well, and they're also a another small market team. They're not. They're a non traditional market team. Mm-hmm. And I mean, your diehard hockey fans know how good the Florida Panthers are, but yeah. they don't get the national recognition like they should. I don't feel yeah. like. I but agree. you're talking about Alexander Barkov. You're talking about Sam Bennett, Anthony Declare, Jonathan Herberto, Sam Reinhart. I mean, Aaron Ekblad is is a mm-hmm. really quality defenseman in this league. I mean, they are just they're loaded. They still got they got Patrick Cornfist, who used to play for the Preds. Yep. Mm-hmm. They got him in a in a sneaky good trade. Uh, I mean, it's just they're loaded, man. I mean, they're they built are. to win a Stanley Cup. A Panthers yep. Colorado Avalanche Stanley Cup would be must watch. Oh yeah, and and that definitely could happen. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, Jonathan Huberto has 70 points. That's pretty well, strong. And we've known how good he is for a while yeah. now. I mean, yeah. he's – so I think the only way the Predators are going to win this game is, I mean, literally they're going to have to, like, minimize the mistakes to almost zero. 
the margin for order. error is going to the margin for error is going to be pretty thin. You're going to have to hope that Soros has a one of those games in his back pocket where he just can steal a game for you maybe, make some saves that he has no business making, which he's been doing that recently. It's just I mean, the yeah. biggest problem with this Preds team I'm seeing right now is the consistent scoring has just fallen off. It has. I mean, that's the thing that that's really hurting this team. And I, I wrote about it today on Predlines uh, about, you know, like it's been the perfect storm against this team this this month. I mean, you, you throw in the really difficult opponents, you throw all these days off in between, and the scoring has really dried up a little bit. I mean, that's yeah. that's a big deal right now. And, I mean, I threw this out there. Philip Forsberg, he's your most reliable scorer, obviously. Mm-hmm. He's I mean, he's not scoring as high of a rate as he once was. He's got just yep. one goal in his last four games. Yep, that can here's, here's a Here's a big player that I'm sorry, and he's been brought up before. He's gotten plenty of criticism. Right now he deserves it. I feel like he's going back to his old ways of – MIA, where are you at? Let's put his face on a milk carton type of thing. Ryan Johansson, where are you? Yep. <laughs> You're right. Um, yeah, just it's th- there's so many people you can point your finger at, the struggles that they're all having. Um Ryan Johansson, listen to this real quick, Rich. Ryan he's, Johansson. He's a big one. He has three points in his last eight games and has only scored three goals in since the New Year's Day win against the Blackhawks. Wow. Wow. Three goals. And I know he's not a heavy goal scorer, but he's got to get more involved. I mean, yeah. This is a this is a player that's gotta that's gotta get you through this. He's gotta show you something. He's gotta like Philip Forsberg has done a lot this season for you. He's having a career year. Matt Duchesne has risen to the occasion. Tanner Janot. I mean, what else can you ask for from him? Yeah, but definitely. you're looking you're looking elsewhere through this lineup, and you're thinking, who who needs to give us more right now? Ryan Johansson is the first player I look at. I 100 agree with you. Um, yeah, and, and like you said, he's been accused of that in the past, um, dropping off the face of the planet. And this is the time, like right now, is when they need him and the rest of these guys the most like they're 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 in a bad way right now like they are hurting if they go through too many more if they go like lose too many more of these playoffs are going to be tough to get into <laughs> i just i hate to say that but um no yeah, they I mean, just, they just all they're, they're already in it they're already in the thick yeah. of it right now i mean they're yeah. they're they're three points ahead of anaheim from being yeah. out of the playoffs altogether right now mm-hmm yeah, so. you've got te- you've got teams like the Anaheim Ducks, the LA Kings, the Winnipeg Jets, the Dallas Stars. Those are your top four teams right mm-hmm. now, where the Preds are going to be kind of battling for a wild card spot. Now, I will say the Preds are also only four points behind the St. Louis Blues to be That's back true. in the top three. So, I mean, they're still very much like in the middle of going one direction or the other. Yeah, but I mean, it's close, man. It's like and very it like, is. and it's and where they're sitting with what the schedule looks like. That's that's what's tough. And so. just a couple of weeks ago, Rich, just a couple of weeks ago on this show, 
we were talking about how their playoff odds were oh, over yeah. 90%, 90%. Guess where moneypuck.com has their playoff odds today? 62%. 62. Okay. It was 65 the other day. So, yeah. It's dropped. It's dropped like crazy. So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's 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 not good. They they've got All right. some stuff to figure out. That's for sure. Let's uh let's bring uh Kyle Perkins in. Oh, yeah. Kyle Perkins. Yeah, let's look, bring him in. Look who it is. Evening, fellas. It's the boy boy Kyle. What's up, Kyle? <laughs> oh, same old, same old. I like you. Same I like old, your same old. I have yeah. the exact same one as you. I like I, that I was, I was looking for uh, the the match to yours. I didn't get the memo. I, it. I know, right? Guys, I would have went out and bought a uh, bought an Adidas hoodie if y'all would have told me. There you go. You, you should. Awesome. So left they're, out. They're That'd ridiculously comfortable. It's <laughs> so absolutely. left out right now. You two just absolutely. talk amongst yourselves the rest of the episode. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here as I feel so left out. That's awesome. Gosh, me, me awesome. and Roman Yossi bobblehead here, we're just going to sit and just uh, <laughs> by ourselves over here. Yeah, I mean, I oh, wow. All right. Welcome in, though, Kyle. We're happy to have you. We got plenty of juicy topics for you, obviously, because that's what we love to have you on here for is juicy topics. But uh, yeah. bef- before we get into some of the topics we have lined up for you to join us with, let- we want to get into your perks picks first. That's our... That's what we want to yep. get into first, and then we'll save the other topics after that. Sounds like a plan. Awesome. All right, so we'll start off. And this this week we're doing the Preds Honeydew list. Oh, Ooh, all right. Okay. Honeydew list. Take out the garbage. I know that one. That one's yep. that one's un empty out the dishwasher. So uh we're gonna start out with clean the gutters. <laughs> and we're going to start with uh, clean out the leaves and gunk out of the gutters and save that baby bird on the fourth line. And that's Philip Tomasino. Good one. Look at you. So the, the mother bird built the nest in the gutters and you're saving the baby bird. I get you. Yes. We need I to save you. the baby bird because the baby bird does not need to be playing with Michael McCarron and Cole Smith who are, AHLers at best. Um, you look up, you look back. Tomasino played well with Tommy Novak. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got Cody Glass, who's came on strong in the AHL, and I've I've just cannibalized my uh, my third pick, and that was plant the garden with Novak and Glass. So I'll put that in there too, because you've already sprouted those two. Let them grow. Um, so. You you need to bring one of those two guys up and let them play with Tomasino. You need he needs a. It's so frustrating to watch him do all this work. He'll steal the puck, and start bringing it up ice through a defense that he shouldn't be carrying it most likely, and he does it successfully, only to see his line mates that can't handle a pass. Yeah. Nothing fancy, just a plain pass, and it goes right past him and yep. you and i'm mm-hmm. just worried about you are you going to ruin tomasino's confidence by him because he, point. i understand they're probably putting him on that line to where he's he's forced to play a little more defense he's trying to get a little bit of that grit in his game but if any 
So, so who who should be on the fourth line then? Just playing devil's advocate here, because I, I feel like the Preds are kind of like really set on their top three lines. They're very happy with it, and I mean, we're going to say this for the end of the episode. We'll turn it into a full segment, but is it time for the Preds to shake up this lineup? And Tomasino is the one that's right at the forefront that we all probably feel like he needs. He's the one that needs to be moved if we're going to shake this lineup up. So. Kyle, I'm really curious to get your opinion on who would move in his spot and who would you exchange him with? Um, you know, I don't have a problem per se with Tomasino being on that line, but uh, my issue is his line mates. Gotcha. I don't, I don't have a, I don't have any trouble with him playing small minutes, sheltered minutes. He's young, but right. <clears throat> he needs a decent. Either let him play center. I know they're really not wanting to let him do that right now at the NHL level. But either let him play center or put Novak or Glass with him. Yeah. Uh, and then have Nick Cousins, whenever he's healthy, play on the wing on that line to be kind of the little bit elder statesman and protector yeah. of that group. Uh, yeah. So that's, that's well, my Well, I mean, opinion. and you're seeing like – I mean, you've seen – with Nick Cousins out, I mean, they brought Cole Smith up. I yep. mean, you're, you're not – you just can't expect much out of him. Um, but, yeah. They like, sent him back today. They sent Cole Smith yeah, back today and brought Matt up Matt Luff. Which I like Matt Luff. Matt yeah. Luff, has, he's played a lot better in his time in Nashville this year than uh, mm-hmm. Smith has. The, Smith the is problem, invisible. But the problem is – and this is what Kyle's saying, and this is what a lot of people are saying – and I agree with it. Is I mean, Tomasino, his skill set is not going to really benefit with where he's with where he's at with the line mates he's playing with. And then also, this is on a much on a much larger scale. But this is what happened with Matt Duchesne last season. He yep, was being mm-hmm. he was with the wrong line mates, and everyone was banging their heads about how. Well, yeah, what do you expect's going to happen with when Matt Duchesne's playing with some of the players that he's playing with? Yep. And so, if you're going to shake the lineup up, Tomasino is the first player you need to look at. Like, let's figure out something to make maximize his skill set better. Yeah, and I think the answers for that are all in-house. Um, yeah. I think you could make – between the Preds and the Admirals, you can make an efficient, good fourth line that – is going to be responsible defensively and have a little bit of, of, of a scoring touch, mm-hmm. which leads me to my, my next pick. And that is pick up the trash. <laughs> and that is secondary scoring. They yes. need to get secondary scoring. These dirty goals, these not so fancy things. And, uh, one guy that has been doing that here, the last little bits, Luke Cunning. Mm-hmm. Who's who's been playing well, and uh, you know, and a guy that needs to do that. It's Ellie Tolvanen. Yes, and he's just riding this. I'm going to be 2021 Matt Duchesne thing till it's gonna die from it. Yeah, um, <clears throat> that kid can't buy a goal. It no. just. I agree. Does it does it does it feel like to you? they were getting those goals earlier in the season because I does. remember they were doing a really good job of that. And then all of a sudden it just, um, I think the law of averages are catching up with them, rich. 
Yeah. Well, yeah. The, the shooting percentages were super high and mm-hmm. it was just. But Ellie Tolvin had never benefited from those high shooting percentages. That's the problem. Mm-hmm. Like he has been, no. I mean, everyone brings up Tomasino all the time, but, and earlier mm-hmm. in the episode, right before you came on, Kyle, I mentioned Ryan Johansson is the number one player that I am screaming off the rooftops that he, I need to see you more. I need you to uh, do something here. Like, I mean, you've got three goals in the new year, three goals. That's it. You've got three points in the last eight games. That is not, that is awful. That is awful. Okay. I will give you that, but I'll Cody glass could do that. Cody Glass who could is, get me three points in eight games. <laughs> who has Ryan Johansson played with over those games? How uh, many different line me. mates has he had? He's had Tolvanen. He's had uh, Cunning. He's had Cousins. He's had just a revolving door of line mates. They have this top line that's set, and then this second line is kind of liquid, yeah. as I, you could say. Um and that's a. It's actually one of my other my other picks is uh, Joey needs new friends. Um, <laughs> How fitting! That's awesome. Um, and this is probably not going to be popular uh, because I want to break up everybody's favorite line. Uh, oh, you you want to break up Forsberg's line? No, no, everybody's oh, okay. favorite line. Oh, oh. You want to break favorite up the favorite line? Huh? Put gotcha. put Jano back with Johansson. Those two, those My two had something. Right now. Yeah, it's like whenever those two played. What was it? Three or four games there together. They had yep. something going. You could see how excited Johansson was to be playing with Jano. Jano mm-hmm. uh, was scoring goals. That's whenever he was on that little clip of what four games in a row he scored goals. And they were all whenever he was playing with Johansson. Uh, And then keep Tolvin in there. Stop moving Tolvin around. Stop bouncing him around lines. That said, you take Luke Cunning, move him down to the herd line. I don't think he's out of place on that line. Cunning plays that same style of hockey. Uh, He he would fit in well with uh, Trennan and Sissons. Mm. Uh, I think that could be a catalyst to help things up. And it's still not putting Jano up on a top line. He's still a middle six guy, which is yeah. what I think he is. Uh, but, and and to add on to that, Johansson, you can tell the frustration. You can tell the, he's tired of getting pushed around. He's took some really bad penalties from just being agitated the last right. couple of games. Oh uh, yeah, definitely. Last game, especially. If you put him out there with a Jano, Jano's going to be the one to retaliate and know how to not get in that much trouble for it. He's going to light a guy up and not get penalized or end up in a fight and both of them go out instead of a double minor against Nashville and you've got two guys sitting in the box. Yeah. yeah. Well, you got to do something, Kyle, because, and I mean, that's why I'm like, I'm open, I'm open minded to, to this whole scenario because. Uh, I mean, they're kind of getting exposed right now. Let's just be honest. I mean, the Preds oh, are yeah. getting exposed. They're playing against very top-tier quality teams. And, I mean, I know John Hines came out after the Capitals game 
and we did a live watch along episode for that. And he talked like the Preds played a great game and it just hockey can be cruel sometimes. That's, that's really what I got out of that. And uh, it was the, it, it was the best game they've played since coming back from the all-star break. Yeah. yeah. Um, I get it, but, uh, and they hit I get five it. Posts, so that was bad. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. But at the same time, I was like, it's not really what I wanted to hear from a coach that's looking at a team that even if you want to think that game, you kind of had unlucky bounces. I mean, the trend of this team is just not going in the mm-hmm. right direction, even take that game out. And and you're playing against teams that were, if you really feel like this team is can do something in the playoffs, well, then you got to win some of these games, and they're just yeah. not. I mean, yeah. I know they made a made a spirited comeback, if you want to call it that, against Carolina, but I didn't get any, any inclination in that game that they've made any progress from last season to this season when it comes to playing head-to-head against the Carolina Hurricanes no. from that last playoff series. Like, I felt no, outmatched. It felt outmatched to me. It felt outmatched. Yeah. Hines actually switched some lines up for that game too. So Which you're not going to – I mean, we're not going to play the Carolina Hurricanes in the playoffs unless we make the Stanley Cup final. I'm just saying, like, it's a measuring stick type of thing for me this month. And you're playing against these top-tier teams, and you're just not getting the results. And, uh, I mean, then you get Florida tomorrow night, and it's like, wow, okay. Um, Let's put our big boy britches on here because – you know, yeah, they're no joke. Um, no, they're not. Nashville tried to play Carolina and Carolina style of play, and that's never going to go well for you. Nashville does not have fast enough skaters, barring Roman Yossi and maybe Duchesne. Yeah, they're not run. a speed team, they're not a speed team at all. And they tried to play speed versus Carolina, and it's not going to work. That's why you're getting dumb stick penalties because you're getting beat. Yep. That you pull back, play defensively. You're not as fast as them, so you have to defend better than them. You have to defend better than their speed rush. It's just. And now they're uh, about to now now they're about to play the team that scores the most goals per game in the league. They're regularly putting up five, six, seven goals. In games, mm-hmm. they are wiping the floor with teams. If you go back and look since January, I mean, it's just like this is the type of game, though, where the if the Preds could figure out a way to win a grinded out type of game, it's a statement. It could send a message like, "Okay, we, we've worked it out. It's time to get down to business." Yep. we're having but, troubles, I mean, but we figured it out. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, this is the yeah. game right here. The, and sure. that'll go into my next pick, and that's mow the yard. Nope. You got to clean it up in front of UC. Oh, boy, do you. You got to clean it up. You've got to. reach Kyle. You've got to, the chances, the high danger chances, the breakaways. Good God, how many breakaways has Sorrows faced in the last month? Yeah, exactly. It's, how, versus the rest of the league, how many shots has he faced in the last month? It is absolutely astounding that he's even still a remotely good goalie. Yeah, I don't know uh, if it's I don't I don't know how much it's changed, but I know like a couple weeks ago I looked at it and he was definitely leading the league in shots against by like Yeah. I know he was leading the league in saves by over a hundred or close to a hundred. 
Um, I, I'm sure it's close to the same still. I mean, he's yeah. – uh, and, we, and we as fans have such high expectations for him when he does let in soft goals. We're just like – the world's going to end, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's, 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 it's almost not fair, but you know, we, we do. Well, what really, what really, really makes, standard, so. what really makes you mad is if, if you're not a, someone who watches the Preds religiously, like let's yep. say you're an outsider and all you do is catch the highlights every now and then That's, you might yep. be thinking that UC Soros is regressing this season. You might think that Soros is, having a horrible year without Becker right. and, and that might be your narrative if you don't follow this team closely. Mm-hmm. But I mean, we all know that that's not the case, but yeah. it's kind of, it, it just kind of stinks that Soros is definitely not getting any favors um, when no. it comes to, I mean, but th- th- these are the kind of things that I know David Poyle is having to think about. As the mm-hmm. trade deadline's a month away from tonight, and um, I mean, it's just it's tough, man. I mean, it's it's tough, it but uh, it's, a, it's definitely correctable. It's definitely correctable. I do think the team can definitely correct it, and I, I've been really saying this for a while. I mean, this these days off between these games is Horrible. just brutal. It, it drives you just yeah. as crazy as the losses themselves because you have to sit or sit around. Imagine how we feel as fans. Imagine how the players are feeling who are actually playing the games. They can't get back out there after a day of practice. They got to sit around two or three days. You know, they can't get in a groove. It's, it's gotta be hard. It's gotta be difficult. They, I know they'd much rather be playing back to backs right now than getting these three days off between games. Mm -hmm. The only goalie who has faced more shots than UC Soros this year is Connor Hellebuck. Mm. And he has, 1343 and Soros has 1335. They both have 42 games played. Yeah, so that's like splitting hair. And then it's a hundred and some back to Thatcher Demko. Wow. Mm. So, yep, there you go. And Connor Hellebuck's not having a great year either by his standards. So it's like, I mean, there is something to it. Like, I mean, when a goaltender is constantly getting just peppered. Every game with 30, 40 plus shots on the regular, it's like, I mean, they're human. They're going to, yeah, you know, like it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And if you, you look as bad as Chicago's been this year, uh, where did he go? Um, Mark Andre Fleury's faced 150 50 less shots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah well, it's, I think they give him breaks, though. <laughs> Soros, <laughs> Soros doesn't get any breaks. True. But still, it's still it's crazy. Like to think that David, David. I think David Riddick's been on his. Uh, David Riddick's been on his uh, Hawaii beach vacation for like two months now. He's hanging yeah. out with he, Lucas. He's Pisa. been no Riddick's <laughs> been sipping pina coladas on the beach for like a month now. Like he, I think they're gonna have to call him back for March, but. Uh, <laughs> He's like, yeah, you you guys just let me know when you need me. Like, I'm just going to be over here, like, uh, you know, on yeah. vacation. Huh. I don't know. It says Riddick has uh, seven games played this year. I just don't remember, in, but, like, <sighs> two. Yeah. 
No, uh, I, I know really for sure either. he's – but I think he came in relief one game or something. I know he's got like – there was one I game remember. I feel like where he came in like towards the end or something like that. But, uh, but yeah, he's – yeah. Well, one of the reasons why it's so hard to remember how many starts he has off of memory is because they they've been so spread out. I mean, that's right. Absolutely. Know. And he had the yeah. COVID stretch too. He was out for COVID mm-hmm. uh, for a while early in the season. So it's like, yeah, it's like uh, we're definitely going to see him in March. And I think I even read somewhere that uh, they plan to start Riddick some at some point this se- this month. Like even though there's no back to backs. So uh, we could see him tomorrow night. I know the Preds like to wait till the last hour before the game to announce a starting goaltender, but uh, I did read somewhere. <laughs> I want to say it was a, I, I want to say it was David Poyle, or it might have been John Hines in an interview on 102.5 The Game, the flagship uh, radio station down here, um, that they expected Riddick to get a start this month at some point. So, uh, I mean, I, I don't see I how don't he think- does it. I don't either. I did, I'm just going off what the – I yeah, want to say it was John Hines that said it, actually. But uh, I thought it was weird when I read it. But it was – you're not going to start him against Dallas when you're honoring Pecorine, like, obviously. No. Um, but – Yeah. Uh, you're not going to – you're obvious, And you're obviously not going to start Riddick in the stadium series game. No. So no. – Even though he's got the cool gonna, pads. And you're really going to start him – cool pads. You're, but you're going to start him out of the blue against Florida, a team that's put up like five or six goals a game, and they're they're I the number don't. one sc- number one scoring team in the league. Yeah, I can't see how they're going to do that. I can't but, see it either. But uh, uh, I don't whatever, know. whatever. Maybe they know something we don't. Yeah, that's. Uh, a- <laughs> I'm just going off what was said, and I yeah, can try crazy. to find the exact quote, mm. but uh. Very crazy stuff right there. You got an, you got another pick, Kyle? No, we actually blew through them that quick because two of them kind of got blended two of them kind of got they went uh, on a blended. Little tangent. It the, was the a, one the one you said about mow the lawn and clean up in front of Saros. That's that's that was good. Yeah, the most that poignant one. That's that's absolutely needs to happen because they are not good with that right now. They were. They used to be. Not yeah. Now. They uh, the rebounds uh, mm-hmm. are uncontested a lot of the times. Uh, it's, yep. You that can't was... just leave him out to dry. I mean, he's not going to be able to dead stop every puck that hits him. You've mm-hmm. got to be coming to your net to get that puck away from it. So, yep. There was a couple in the last two games that were like that. They were very easy goals for for off the rebound, so yep don't like it man that drives me crazy i cannot remember where i saw that david riddick statement but uh anyway, anyway. um i i think that he i would be shocked if he actually starts at yeah. any point like because soros is i mean you've got to live and die by soros at this point honestly like i mean especially in these games against these opponents with these days off. I mean, you just got to roll with it and hope that he can honestly steal you a game or two. Like, I mean, mm-hmm. but, uh, yeah, anyway, absolutely. yes. All right. So we are presented by DraftKings, our official sponsor of the podcast. 
We love DraftKings. DraftKings was awesome during the NFL season, but the NFL season is now over. And so now we've got an awesome deal for our Hoops fans. Hoops fans, NBA fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. Uh, Kyle, did you do any 360 windmill dunks in your high school days? <laughs> yeah, that's going to be a hard no. Uh, yeah. Hard no, bud. Yeah, yeah, I didn't either. I did check the I, – I watched the slam dunk contest because I used to love that, and yeah. I was I fell asleep like in the first five minutes. Yeah, I'm not even lying. It's, it's not I'm not, a, it was bad. Yeah. It was hard to watch. I didn't it, watch any did of you, it, so – it's not like it used to be. I remember them doing them over cars and stuff like that. No, this was first. like these yeah. dunks are like dunks you can see if you just go to your local like YMCA. Like these guys are dunking this way, and yeah. this is how they were dunking on the. It was it was kind of hard to watch, but the NBA season is heating up, and NBA, when NBA heats up, it is fun to watch. And so new customers He's can bet up. just one. Yeah. He's heating up, NBA Jam. New oh, customers yeah. can bet. Just, He's heating up. New customer. We're showing our age right now, gentlemen. Yeah. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if that team wins. It's that simple. Right now, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use promo code THPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code THPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21 and up, minimum age, and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. Rich, do you think I'm not going to get tongue twisted this time? You have like this, four states on, you have to give their numbers. On so this script ahead. read, we're going to see. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text the Tennessee red line 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-H-O-P-E-N-Y or text H-O-P-E-N-Y 467-369. I'm dead. That's crazy. I did way better than the last time. That's right. The New York one is the one. H-O-P-E-N-Y. What we're trying to tell everyone is, if I went through the trouble of reading that script, please go get the DraftKings Sportsbook app and play yeah. some NBA basketball bets. Don't make me do that for nothing. <laughs> also, if go the ahead. Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, because there are a few states out there that still don't let gambling happen, then you can still take your shot at a big payday. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Basketball Contest. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Go do that. And NASCAR season is upon us, and I bet there's some NASCAR stuff. There on is. Well, there actually so. is. It's really actually. I know there's a big, get, huge fantasy thing. So There is. You can make your NASCAR driver. Yeah, there needs. Uh, I don't know what the, is it the Xfinity series now. What the Bush series used to be? It is. Uh, um, 
So I was, we were at my son and daughter's birthday party at uh, the future in-laws on Saturday while that race was going on. And I, I, I happened to walk by the TV in the house uh, and I noticed one of the guys running in that race, his last name was Weatherman. Uh, and it's spelled as Weatherman. Weatherman. Oh, that's so, that's and, too perfect. Uh, oh, I see. Oh, that's oh. Great. I want to know if somebody has a line if he wins a race via rain delay. No, that's too perfect. That it would, would be, be the most epic thing to happen in the history of NASCAR. Yeah. But <laughs> I will, I will tell you. So I watched a little bit of the Daytona 500. I've actually been to the Daytona 500. It is everything you think it would be. I know a lot of people don't like NASCAR or whatever, but it's it's crazy. It was so, a lot of fun. I've never been to Daytona, but I've been to Talladega. No, oh, that's just as crazy. Talladega is literally like a gigantic Nuts. outdoor camping party. That's like what just I Daytona's mean, Daytona's like people are just like it's the largest tailgate that I've ever seen yeah. in my life Absolutely. to this day, yeah. and it's just uh, like insane. I was at the first. Uh, uh, NASCAR race at uh, Kentucky Speedway. Oh, that's cool. Oh, nice. and it it was a uh, it was an experience. Did you make it in? Because that was a problem. I walked like five and a half miles. Yeah, I didn't. We didn't even had, park in the county of the racetrack. Yeah, they had oh, parking problems the first year. So, yeah. well, they're trying was, to bring yeah. they're trying to bring a NASCAR like race back to Na- like Nashville. Like I'm talking like the top end. You know they. Yes. Uh, they did the, one last the, year. I'm not the biggest racing guy anymore, but what's yeah. the top series called now? I know it's it, what's oh. it called? <laughs> it's not it's not the Sprint Cup, is it? It's the No, it was Monster uh, last year. Is it Monster? Is it still Monster? I don't remember. Either way, that's anyway, the, to, the top someone help tier us out here. NASCAR. Yeah. Yes. They're bringing they're trying to bring that back to Nashville. Like yeah. they're trying to do that. So Well, they had they had one last year and it was really good. So, um it's a lot of fun. I like going. It's <clears throat> I haven't been in a long time. We used to go all the time, but it, it's it's still pretty fun. So uh, it's just called the Cup Series, I think. Oh, is it? Mm. It doesn't even have a sponsor now. Okay, well, but I'm old. I'm old enough to remember when it was called the Winston Cup Series. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. I it, that yeah. I think that's what it was when I went and saw the Daytona 500. <laughs> okay. so, wow, we're really dating ourselves tonight, guys. Like we gotta stop doing that. All right, um, let's get into the next. Let's get into this next segment here of Catfish on Ice, episode 107, presented by DraftKings with Chad Minton, Rich Howe, and Kyle Perkins. And these NHL trade rumors are heating up. It's my favorite time of year, other than the playoffs themselves. And just because I love all the 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 rumors, like I love, I can't get enough of the articles. Like I'll spend like even if some of these articles might be spewing crap, like I can't get enough of it. I mm-hmm. can't get enough of it because you just like work all these scenarios in your head. Teams are going to be buyers, and one team that's really got me fascinated on what they're going to do, other than the Predators, obviously, is the Dallas Stars. I mean, you're talking about spot. a team. Well, you're talking about a team that's definitely got two players who are highly coveted on the market, Joe Pavelski and John Klingberg. But mm-hmm. they're not going to let these players go if they have a chance at the playoffs. So it's like, what's no. going to happen with them? And so they are the team 
that I, I'm really focused on. I really want to see where those two players end up going because the yeah. stars, their window is shutting pretty much this season. So this would be it. Uh, I would say so. Joe Pavelski, man, is having himself a season. I will say that. For 50, a 37-year-old guy, yes. he's killing it. 53 points uh, in 49 games played. That's I could totally see Joe Pavelski if the Stars – even if the Stars are hanging around the playoff race, I could see the Stars sending away Pavelski to – and getting a large haul in return for him. Uh, I could see Pavelski going to a team like the New York Rangers. Uh, they are very active in the trade market. You see the Rangers in pretty much every uh, every article you read, and you're like, mm-hmm. which teams are interested in this player? The New York Rangers are like involved in every single deal. So the Rangers are going to land themselves a big player. You can go ahead and book it right now. They're going to add somebody mm-hmm. to their roster. They're one yeah. of those teams that's, that's all in this year. Um uh, let's see what else is going on out there. Phil Kessel, we've talked about him on this team. I feel like he's one of the more realistic players that maybe the Preds could target. The Coyotes yeah. are are on full. They're having a. They're like the people who are having the big ass garage sale in their front yard that just they're, like takes up the entire yeah. block in the neighborhood. Like you they're see, like, the, like yeah. They're doing the no, garage sale where, no, where it's see, at the end of the day at the garage sale, and they're like, no, no, hey, no. man, this stuff's got to go. The Coyotes are the house on the block. that Their yard sale has got aisles, like a freaking Target. Yes. Like yes. They've got like five aisles and two checkout lanes. That's the yep. Coyotes right now. Yep. Like everybody's like, for sale. We got to get rid of all this. Make an offer. Yeah, yeah. they got – they uh, um, Got rid of uh, one of their goaltenders today, Carter Hutton. Who played for Nashville, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Yeah, uh, Carter Hutton. He was a decent player. He didn't play here for very long, but Carter Hutton, I'd have to look up the exact years he played here. But um, he was definitely a backup. uh, He was a backup to Pecorino, if I remember correctly. He went to to the Maple Leafs, actually, for future considerations. So there you go. So they've gotten go. rid of yeah. a few guys here. I, I mean, he's 36 years old. I mean, he's yeah. He's he he had some good years. Yeah, he played for Nashville for three years from 2013 to 2016. Yeah. So 66 starts for Nashville, 33, 23, and 12 record. Yeah. 91 save percentage, 2.55 goals against average. So he wasn't bad for Nashville. Yep. He wasn't bad. Yeah, but uh, the Coyotes, Coyotes got uh, yeah. Nick Ritchie from Toronto, so they're kind of making. So some I'm gonna, moves. I'm gonna throw a player out at you guys that's really starting to gain my attention as far as if the if the Preds are gonna buy somebody, if they are gonna go out and make a splash. Let's say it's inevitable. David Poyle is like, you know what, my time as a GM is coming close to an end. I got to make a move. It's only human. I want to make a move. I want to win a Stanley Cup. There's one player that's really got me intrigued, and I want to ask y'all's opinion on it. Brock Besser of the Vancouver Canucks. Ooh, that is a swing. That's That's going to cost. That is going to cost. I know it's going to cost, Kyle, but he's a player that I feel like he could be part of your long-term future if you sign him. 
you've got a chance to actually keep him long term. He's a, he's going to be a restricted free agent, so that means you've got a chance to hold on to him. But it would be a risk, Kyle. Of course, it would be a risk. It would be a major risk. And I've read some. Uh, I know Frank Saravelli of the Daily Faceoff wrote a really good article recently covering the entire Central Division when it came to each team and what they might do at the trade deadline. And when he talked about the Preds, he brought up Luke Cunning as a player that could that be well. potentially shopped by the Preds if they want to make a deal. I could see that. Uh, he hasn't exactly panned out to the level that they wanted him to, I don't think. Uh, he also, Yeah, and he also brought up Nick Cousins as well as a player they could remember. try to shop. Yes. And he even brought up Rocco Grimaldi. But if you're going to – I didn't really see the Rocco Grimaldi part of it. The only way you'd bring up – the only way you, you would include Rocco Grimaldi in a trade package is if you're offering him as a part as a smaller part of a larger trade package. Like Grimaldi's not going to be the main focal point no, of your trade no. package if you're but, looking to get one of these big targets. Yeah, but somebody could he be do well on other teams. No, I'd be willing to offer. I'd be willing to throw Grimaldi into some of these trade packages if that's yeah. indeed what Poyle wants to do. I mean, I know a yeah. lot of us don't want the Preds to even. I wrote an article for Predlines saying if the Preds are going to be buyers, they better be super cautious. Like I'm talking oh, like yeah. oh yeah, like cautious buyers. Like you better have a budget in in place. And you better be careful about it because what what the Preds really are in da- what the Preds are in danger of doing with this trade deadline, and this is what has everyone scared to death, including myself, is they are in danger of undoing all the progress they've made as far as rebuilding this team yep. if they go and swing for the fences for some of these players that are out there, and you go out and get one of these players and. All they do is get you a first round exit anyway, and then you're out of you're out of first round draft pick. You're out a prospect that you loved or whatever. And then you're like, you're left thinking like it was all for that, just mm-hmm. losing the first round anyway. That's the dilemma that David Poyle's dealing with right now. Yeah. But I do Probably. like Brock Besser. I really like yeah. Brock Besser, and I would love to have him. He's a good player. Um definitely wouldn't be a bad one to have around. Um just because, just because I think you could keep Brock Besser, I think you could actually mm-hmm. retain him in the offseason. So, like, my thing is, if the Preds are going to go out and buy one of these players, you need to go get a player that you have a chance to keep, right? As part of your long term future, I do not want any part in any rentals. Steer clear of the rentals. No, no, unless you, unless you do a, um, a sign and trade kind of deal. Um, yeah. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Um, Rich, Rich, do you have any uh, – is there any players out there that, that you think the Preds should maybe like realistically look at or are you like, let's just stay out of it and let's just – I it, It's so tough. I mean, I would – if they were – if they were playing like they were before the break, I would say go swing for the fence, get somebody um, – Cause you got to, they, they looked good. They had a good chance, but now I, I just don't think it would be a good idea. Like for the reasons you said, every, everything you listed out, that is probably why they shouldn't do that. So um, there, there's yeah. one guy that I've kind of, 
like it wouldn't hurt my feelings if they traded a cunning or something like cunning in a package to get yeah. and that would be debrusque. Yep. Yeah, that's we've talked about him. Was yeah. gonna, I was going to bring him up. Yeah, I would definitely take him in a heartbeat yep. if they could come up with something because that dude. It is, just seems uh, I, I love that for Austin. So I well, mean, he's his he's the classic player that just needs new scenery. It seems like absolutely. Yeah, but here's the thing about that is that it's not crystal clear that the team even wants to trade him. They've been pretty. I, I've read some articles where the GM of the Bruins. I don't have his name in front of me. But uh, he's pretty much said we're very committed to keeping him here. He's uh, he's been playing very well for us. We believe in him. Yada yada yada. But DeBrusque hasn't really said yeah. anything that would change the <clears throat> mind that he because he he made big news like a while ago, like back in December, basically yeah. wanting to be traded, and that made big news at the time. And so he would be a perfect fit for this team. You're talking about a young player that has very high potential has shown he can score the puck which is what this team desperately Mm -hmm. needs let's be honest we have plenty of players who can play defense and that's kind of where luke cunning comes into play Mm -hmm. uh, as far as you could live with maybe trading him away because do we really know how high his ceiling is as far as being a scorer i mean he yeah. does a lot of re- he does a lot of really good things, and I really yeah. appreciate his style of play. But you're talking about a very big team need that the Preds have right now at that position. A huge need, and DeBrusque is a, only a few seasons away from having like huge numbers. Like he just exactly hasn't you for could the past you couple. could you could yes you could catch him at the right time maybe for yeah. a a relatively low asking price possibly. And then you could just make out like like a king, yeah. like yeah. in return. Um, but that so that's a good one, Kyle. There's not a lot of players out there though that I really feel like the Preds are in the market for. It's very few and far between. Yeah, I don't really see there being a whole lot. There's there's just not a glaring enough need to go outside the organization that. Yeah. You're going to weaken your team for in the future to improve. Mm-hmm. Well, especially considering how promising the prospect pool is right now. I mean, yeah, yeah. You're talking about a prospect pool that some some scouts have their prospect pool like in the top ten at this point. Yeah. Like their prospect pool has shown a lot of improvement. So and, yeah, and what absolutely. you what what you said right there. <clears throat> so we really have enjoyed how well they've played this season, and. I would not even if they do turn everything back around. I would not want to jeopardize the future, even if it means, dare I say, they have to lose Philip Forsberg. I would not want to jeopardize the momentum they have going, um, just to have a chance at maybe getting to the Stanley Cup final again. I just, I just don't want them to go down that road. We know so. that. I mean, crazy things happen all the time in the playoffs, but. Yeah. The writing's on the wall. We're, we're, not, <laughs> on the wall. we're not a Stanley Cup team. I mean, yes, not we could year. eat our words and they can make the playoffs. There were a lot of people in 2017 who were saying this team's not a playoff team. They barely squeaked into the playoffs in 2017. People right. forget that. They barely made the playoffs that year. Yeah, And yeah. we were all like, oh, we made the playoffs and we get to play the Blackhawks. Oh, joy. They're going to sweep us. Like, that's literally what people were saying to each mm-hmm. other. So yeah. it can happen. Yeah, it can happen, but uh, yeah. All and right. I think 
real quick, I was just going to say somebody put if uh, on Twitter that if playoffs happen today, the uh, Predators would face Calgary. So, oh, that's going to go you'd lovely. Have, you'd have that monster to deal with. So on a 10, yeah. 10 game heater right now. So <clears throat> crazy. Crazy. Well, this this is a perfect segue into the last segment of our episode 107 of Catfish on Ice. Perfect timing. Let's go rapid fire here. I've got four scenarios, oh four questions, and we're going to rate our confidence level 1 to 10. The Preds confidence meter is back. Yep. We're going to do this rapid fire, go around the table, and give us our confidence level here. My first one here, gentlemen. Your confidence level, 1 to 10. Preds finish above Dallas and Winnipeg in the Central. Rich, you go, then Kyle, you go, then I'll go. Rich, you go first. <clears throat> one I'm going to gonna say – oh, it's tough to package them both like that. but Yeah, um, well, that's important. That is important. Um, if you're going to make the playoffs, you better finish ahead of both of them most likely. I'm, I'm going to be a negative person right now and say six – I thought you were going to say negative one or something. You said oh, no. negative. I was negative. Like... No, negative one. No. I mean, I, anything can happen, but they are just in a bad way right now. So you're saying six out of 10, though. So you're still more confident I mean, than not. Than they, anything they can happen. Right. Anything can All happen. Right. Kyle, where's your confidence level on that? They finish ahead of Dallas and Winnipeg in the standings. I got to go right about the same as Rich. I was going to go with a seven to start with and. I don't know. It just okay. both of them and both of those two teams have been playing a whole lot better yeah, lately. Uh, yeah. If they weren't kind of on a little bit of a heater individually, it'd be different. But well, you know. Dallas. Yeah, but they both. They're else, both. But. They're both coming off losses though to bad losses. Uh, yeah, Dallas lost to Arizona on Sunday, three to one, and Winnipeg lost to Chicago, three to one, earlier tonight. Yeah. So there's so, hope. Uh, there's the hope. thing about doubt, the thing about Dallas is they're just so hard to figure out. They're so they hard are. to understand. Like, I mean, they're just like, you never know what you're going to get out. Of Absolutely. But uh, they're the type of team where if they make the playoffs, would you be surprised if they went on a run? Yeah. That's kind of who Dallas is. I'm going to go six out of 10, Rich. Actually, we didn't share our responses before tonight, no. but me no. and Rich are on the same page here. We're all kind of on the same page here. Yep. I went six out of 10, so I'm very mildly confident that yeah. the uh, Preds will finish ahead of Dallas and Winnipeg uh, in the Central. But, of course, they are four points ahead of Dallas, and they're eight points ahead of Winnipeg at this point. The Preds still have two games left against Dallas. They have no they have no games left against Winnipeg, which I found yeah. can you answer this for me, guys? One of you. Why is it that they're both division teams? But if you look at the Preds schedule, they've already played three games against Winnipeg. They don't play them again, but they play four games against Dallas. Is that a normal scheduling format? I thought you played I thought you played all division teams the same amount of times. I, I have no idea. I would have thought you would. <clears throat> that seems really weird. That yeah, it would only make sense to play them the same amount. Otherwise, it's lopsided. Kind of hard. Yeah. I don't know. If you look at the press schedule, I looked it over like numerous times. They only play Winnipeg three times this year. They play huh. Dallas four times. I don't That's know. Weird. Might be a travel can... thing as well. 
and probably. No, All right, let's go to our next one here. Your confidence level, one being they don't do it, ten being they do it, they trade for another team starter. So they go out and get themselves a big-time starter from another team. Uh, Rich, where's your confidence level on that? <clears throat> I think it's at a four or a five. I just don't. Okay. I don't think. You don't think they're going to do it? No. I don't. And, and, yeah, I just don't think they would do it. I, I think they're going to probably stay in Pat like he's done for several years. But Okay. Five, maybe. I don't know. They might try to get somebody, but a, a starter, that'd be huge. I'm talking I'm talking like an important starter yeah. for a team right now. So you're talking like Thomas Hurdle or well not Thomas Hurdle, name. but someone like that. Yeah. Like a player a player. Yeah, a but I'm name. talking about like a yeah, but I'm talking about like a player that's definitely playing meaningful minutes for another team right now. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, probably. Considering Paul's history, I'm, I'm going to say about a 10, and it's going to be some six foot, eight foot, 12 guy from the Deutsch Extra Liga <laughs> or something like that. He's going to oh, sign gosh. for Benny and Holzer again. Is he a starter right now? Yeah, for some team in Germany. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Or the K. I guess I, or... I guess I didn't. I see what you're saying, though. I see what you're saying. He's starting somewhere. All right. He's I starting didn't... somewhere. Yeah, okay. You're talking like a right. like a you're talking like yeah. Joe Pavelski, somebody like that. Oh uh, yeah, right. I, I know. And as far as Chad's no, that actual was, meaning of the question, I'm gonna No, that was still three. good. That was still good. <laughs> that was good. I actually all right, for the real meaning of the question, Kyle, I went with a three as well. Three out of ten. I think Poyle is also going to stand pat, like Rich says. No big splashes here, in my opinion. Uh I think in the end the asking prices out there are going to be too high for Poyle. Yep. Uh, and you're seeing it. These asking prices for some mm. of these players are ridiculous. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And maybe you've got some of these teams out there like the New York Rangers who are like, you know what? We're going to do it. I don't think the Preds are in that spot in their rebuild and in their yeah. – and I think David mm. Poyle is probably going to see that. And mm-hmm. – so also, I don't see any big splashes. They yeah, might Poyle. sign like a they might make a very minor addition, maybe a yeah. player who might <clears throat> occasionally get in the lineup or boost up the uh, prospect pool. But yeah. yeah, I don't see them doing anything major at all at the trade deadline. But that's that's us sitting a month away. So that's ask true. us in two weeks and we might <clears throat> change our mind. But uh Poyle, um Poyle's not going to have time to go butter up any other players because he's going to be too busy buttering up Philip Forsberg to begging him to stay after this yes. little this little uh, bump in the road that they've hit. So, All right, here's the next one I got for you. We'll go to Kyle first on this one. Your confidence level 1 to 10 that the Preds win another game in the rest of February. So we got three <laughs> games left. So. <laughs> Oh gosh! So that's oh. uh that's Florida, Dallas, and Tampa. The rest of the month, they win one of those three games. Kyle, that's your confidence level. You you know what's sad that you even have to think about this because you would think the way they were playing just I like a couple weeks ago, you would have said 10. ten out of ten. Oh, but now easy. it's like uh, I don't know. Well, Florida and Tampa just seem like they're so far out of reach right now. Yep. It kind of leaves Dallas, and Dallas kind of handled them the last time. 
Oh, Lord. It's a tough one. This is difficult. I'm going to give it about a... This is a cop-out, and I'm sorry, but I give it a five. They oh, could, man. they could not. It's about like the rain in Kentucky. That's, you that's never fair. Know. It's that's a, fair. It, it may do it, and it may not. All right. That's fair. I'm going to go. I'm okay with that. I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to say seven because they better beat Dallas Thursday. They better beat Dallas. That's all I got to say. Or That's what? It. Or what? You're going to go beat up Ben Harper if not? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm going to go after. Who's the little right, Rich. <laughs> Rich, we're, Rich, we're on the same page here. I went seven out of ten as well. I went moderately confident. I went seven yeah. out of ten. I think that the Preds are going to beat Dallas, and I'm going to give you my hot take of the week. Preds are beating Tampa Bay in Stadium Series. Mm, I love it. I'm not because I, not video. because I, not because I think the Preds are better than Tampa Bay in a seven-game series. I'm not crazy, but I think in this game, how big of a deal it's going to be to this franchise. The crowd, the players are going to really bring. Yep. the extra effort into it. I just think everything is going to work out and they're going to figure out a way to beat Tampa. And we're going to Love get it. back on the winning track a little bit here. Love it. I got them. I, I got really them. Lo- hope I, so. I think they're going to lose to Florida tomorrow night. So the losing is going to continue and we're going to go into the Dallas game, like really desperate for a win on Pecorino mm-hmm. night. But I will take a loss to Florida tomorrow night if they can beat Dallas and Tampa the next two. Yeah. I will trade those off in a heartbeat. Yep. I I'd do. much rather them win all three, but let's be well, realistic. They all right, last one. to be a game against Tampa. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. <clears throat> last one here. Last one to round out episode 107 of Catfish Nights. We're right. rounding out episode 107 with the Preds confidence meter here. We're really trying to look ourselves in the mirror and see truly how confident we are about our team. All right. This one is more like, okay. Remember when the Preds played the Dallas Stars at the Winter Classic in Dallas and we saw all those Preds fans? I remember being so impressed by how many Preds fans I saw. I would say it was like, I would say it was like close to being 60 40. Like sixty percent Dallas fans, forty. I mean, that's an unscientific guess, but like that's kind of what it looked like. It felt like a college football game. It was. Yep. I was really impressed by the showing. They definitely made a here's, showing. Sure. Here's my here's my question here. What is your confidence level that Nissan Stadium will be filled with with at least seventy five percent fans of the Preds? In other words. We don't let the Tampa Bay Lightning fans come up here and invade the stadium, much like what's happened with the Titans for all these years. Whenever the Titans, for all of our football fans, whenever the Titans play teams like the Steelers, uh, the Packers, like Mm -hmm. these big franchises, they always let the other team's fans come in and like make it 50-50, and it's so embarrassing. We cannot let that happen as Preds fans. We have to make sure we have the overwhelming majority – that's why I have this uh, this question for you guys. What do you think? You think the Preds fans are <clears> going to show up and not let the two-time Stanley Cup champion fans take over our stadium? What do you say? What are you thinking, uh, Rich? I will say um, I bet the NHL has probably already taken care of that, <clears throat> and they're probably it's going to be 50-50. <laughs> 
So you're going, what do you, what? Hate to say that. I don't so what's know. your confidence level? Um, Throw me a number. Let's, 75. Mm-hmm. 75% Preds fans. I say a four. I just don't think, I think the NHL is going to give them, I think they're just going to, they, they want both teams represented equally, but I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. But it's still considered a home game for the Preds. It so. is. Mm-hmm. It is. I, f- I, f- right. I feel like it'd be unfair to. It is for the NHL to skew um, towards the other team if you're going to call it a home game. You're, yeah, know. you're right. You're right. But the- now, but here's the, here's the whole point of the question: mm-hmm. How many fans are selling their tickets to Tampa Bay fans? Because everyone has oh, a price. That's kind of the point of because that's that's, that's what that's what Titans fans are guilty of. That's kind of what. I'm a Titans fan as well, and Titans fans have always been guilty of this. They will sell one game's ticket to pay for their season tickets for the season. Like They'll be like, oh, this Steelers fans are offering this much money. I can pay for Mm -hmm. all my season tickets this year if I go ahead and sell these tickets to these Steelers fans. Uh, So that's kind of my thing. What what are you saying, Kyle? Do you think it's going to be at least 75% Preds fans at Nissan Stadium? Three to four at the highest. I, I think it's going to be closer to maybe a 60-40 split. Okay. <clears throat> I'm going – I'm going to throw you all for a loop here. I actually think the Preds fans are going to show out for this one. I'm I talking so. people who aren't even diehard hockey fans. And I've, I've got friends who are going to this game who would never be confused as hockey experts oh. or even – they don't even know what icing is, but that's they're cool. going to this game. It's on the cake. Yeah, that's right. But they're, <laughs> but they're going to this game. I've got a buddy who's like, I can't wait. To, he's so amped up about it. He's like, I got the stadium series jersey. I can't wait to go. We're getting there like noon to tailgate. And I'm like, dude, you don't even know what icing is. Yeah. You don't even know what offsides <laughs> is. And you're going to this game and you're like acting like it's the big. He even had to ask me. He's like. What are the Preds in the standings right now? I'm like, dude, you got a smartphone. Yeah. Look it up. Yeah. You're like, but, uh, name three Predators but other than uh, Duchesne and <laughs> Johansson and he Forsberg. Probably, <laughs> he, I mean, he, he probably still thinks that Pecorine and Mike Fisher are still on the team. I'll be honest. But uh, but Curry he is so amped up about this game. <laughs> <laughs> but he is so amped up about this game. And I'm telling you, Nashville That's sports awesome. fans are cra- Nashville sports fans are crazy. They will look for a reason to go to something, even if they're not a diehard fan of the team. So I think that it's going to be overwhelmingly yeah. Preds fans. I think there will be a sm- there will definitely be little pockets of red of um, Lightning fans, but mm-hmm. I think it's going to be overwhelming. You can, you, fans. You can look just look at um, uh, fans going to the MLS games mm-hmm. to, for for Nashville to you know. You can't tell me that all those people are are soccer fans. So hopefully it'll be the same way. They're there for a good time. Good time. I would I would like to address something I saw and it, it kind of ticked me off. It made me feel bad about our fan base. And it was on mm. the the great Preds Facebook and uh uh some of the somebody from a lightning fans page had started putting together like a little bar crawl around Nashville the night before the stadium series. And somebody shared that onto the predators fan group page and was saying, Hey, let's go to everywhere they're going and ruin their time. That's horrible. That that's, Don't do yeah, that. That's, 
That is why why you want people to come to your city. You want people to come to events in your city. You you want people to come to these games with your team because hey, it's a cool, enjoyable place to go. Yeah. Why 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 try to make your town look bad? Why exactly? Yeah. We don't Don't let's not let's 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 not be that fan base. Let's not be that fan base that has that reputation. Let let's uh I mean Friendly trash talk is fine, but let's. Let, I mean, it, yeah. keep it with keep it within the context of the game. Have fun with it. Keep it friendly answer as you want to call it or whatever. Let you know, but let's not turn into that like that tricky city reputation where uh, we yep. make it like uncomfortable for opposing mm-hmm. fans. Because you also have to understand that you, you're going to have families that are going to this game from from. Yep. Yep from the other city and let's just make it a fun experience for everyone involved. Have a little fun, friendly trash talk. That's perfectly fine, but let's yep. keep it civil here. Let's not be <clears throat> that city and that fan base that, that has that reputation. Don't be um, a jerk. Yeah. I know if any Tampa people were to accidentally listen to this before this game coming up, uh, Friday night, if you're in Nashville tailgate brewery on Demumbrian, oh, yeah. uh, seven o'clock, <clears throat> Uh, the Renegades are, pu- are putting on the home base freakout. If you like hockey, if you don't like hockey, you're welcome. Yep. And everyone's and invited. Yep. Everybody's invited. You come in wearing a Bolts jersey, somebody's going to smack you on the back and say welcome. Um, exactly. It's all about the love how, of hockey. That's, that's right. how it should be. As it should yes. be. Yeah, a beautiful game. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. That that is a that is big. Yeah, Friday before the game, uh, Tailgate Brewery Renegades of Pucks doing their uh, home base freakout. Right, Kyle, what's yep. it called? Yes, sir. Did I say the street name? All right. right. Yep. Demumbrian. Yeah. Yes, you did. I you did. It's Demumbrian. Good job. Yeah. You know. <laughs> you you know. I had to ask. I had to ask Chad, and when when uh, Colin was still with us, because he's from there too. I had to ask them how to say that because I didn't know. But it is the money. Demon Bruin? Not what? Demon Bruin. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a spell, so it's a good guess. It is. All right, everyone. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much yep. for joining us. This has been episode 107 of Catfish on Ice. We are going to get back to our own way soon. The Preds are, that is. Uh, maybe not against Florida, but we're getting there. <laughs> All hope is not lost yet. We need you to stick with us. We'll stick with you. Got a big week ahead. We'll be here for you. Pecorino's getting his jersey retired. We got the stadium series. We'll be back on Thursday for a brand new episode. This has been Catfish on Ice, brought to you by DraftKings with Chad Minton, Rich Howe, and Kyle Perkins. Everyone have a great week. We'll see you Thursday.